This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. The Dunedin City Council is putting together Dunedin's 10-year plan. They want to know what you think the focus should be. They want to make sure the city continues to be an attractive, interesting and vibrant place to live in and visit. Tell them what you think about curbside collection, transport projects, public toilets, community housing, a performing arts venue and more. See online for full info and how to give your feedback. Go to thefutureofus.nz. Oteporti, it's your place. So kōrero here, my. Join the conversation. Yes, the future of us indeed, and it's an important time for people of the city to have their say about some very important decisions. Uh, the consultation document, the 10-year plan consultation document, hopefully your household received that not too long ago and you've had a good chance to take a look uh, through it. Have you had your say yet? Well, on the line now to perhaps encourage us to do so a little bit more is Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins Morena. Aaron, great to have you with us. Good morning. We've uh, spoken a few times on this program about uh, about this process, but it's worth revisiting because um, this is an opportunity, I guess, for as many people as possible to have their say about some critical decisions. And let's just start by revisiting some aspects of that. From from your perspective, where you sit as Dunedin Mayor, what, what are the key challenges for us over the next 10 years? Well, as, as always, there are many competing priorities, which is one of the reasons that we need to hear from as many people as possible about what matters to them. And we've got a lot of work to do uh, replacing pipes and roads uh, and, and upgrading things like pools and playgrounds, and, and that's going to cost a lot of money and they're big projects to deliver, especially when you're looking at things like um, bringing in a more modern uh, curbside recycling and waste system and, and providing a, a mid-sized performing arts venue, which both of which have been talked about for a long time, uh, but as well as um, as well as the, the financial challenges, if you like, uh, there's a, a lot of uncertainty about what will happen as a result of government reform in areas such as resource management uh, and how our drinking water, wastewater and stormwater is delivered. There's a significant government reform program going on that we'll see, uh, likely see, um, those uh, those services uh, at the very least uh, regionalised. So there's a, you know, there's a degree of uncertainty there. And sitting on top of all of that, we've got a big focus over the next 10 years on climate change and making sure we have a just transition towards a safer climate future. We've set targets of being net zero carbon by 2030 and this 10-year uh, plan is the, the last 10-year window that will that'll get us through to that point. And on top of on top of all of that, there's still the general uncertainty uh, created by uh, the, the COVID-19 situation. So it's, it's, not, it's not easy. The numbers that are being floated in terms of... Um what expenditure could arise out of decisions from this plan are eye-watering, really, for, for many. Why would you not just at a time like this, when you've mentioned that some of our core infrastructure is is failing and needs attention, why would you not just focus on that to make sure we've just got the, the basics done? Well, we are focusing on that. Uh, that, is, uh, that is something that is a priority for us. I mean, we have playing catch-up with the past as well as trying to provide for uh, growth into the future. We know it's a priority for our community, and that's why uh, out of what is a significant capital budget in the draft plan, $1.5 billion uh, over that 10-year period, um, the best part of two-thirds of that is replacing 
ageing infrastructure, replacing pipes and resealing roads, um, compared to you know, about 950 million uh, for that, compared to 520 million in the last 10-year plan. So that is a, a significant increase in, in infrastructure. Uh, but that's not enough, um, uh, and you know, this is a perennial debate about uh, you know, what, what are the functions of council or what are our core services, and that usually boils down to a debate about what is important to that individual. Um, but, but our view is that we also need to provide things that make the city a great place to live in, and that's why we're doing that uh, with projects such as the new uh, South Dunedin Library, again, something that's been talked about as long as I've been alive, uh, and, and the Mosgiel Pool. Uh, and as well as improving what we already have, uh, as I mentioned, we need to support the uh, continued growth the city is experiencing, and that's not a situation we've been in uh, for a long time. Um, that, is, uh, that isn't without its challenges from an infrastructure point of view. Uh, we're also proposing to build more community housing units in response to growing demand. Uh, we haven't built uh, any new, uh, any new uh, housing since 2010. Uh, we're also planning uh, investment in our transport network so there's more choice for people as to how they get around and, and that is something that people are increasingly expecting in the in a, in a 21st century city. So you know, how do we support um, people who are able to uh, use public transport, take the bus, uh, walking and cycling uh, and so there is uh, you know, better traffic flow and, and a more efficient use of parking for people who, who genuinely need it. So there's a, a, there's a big chunk of the money that we are spending is is um, looking at how our transport network, particularly in, in, our, in and out of the city centre, uh, can uh, can contribute to our uh, overall uh, well-being uh, as a city. In the consultation document, the 10-year plan consultation document, which uh, hopefully uh, our listeners have uh, received in their households, uh, the council's setting out what its preferred options are for the key topics. Does that mean that it's a done deal as far as those topics are concerned? Yeah, and that's, um, and that's I appreciate that's certainly what it looks like, but um, it's, it's as much as anything, it's a it's a requirement, a, a legislative requirement, um, and an audit requirement for us. So, when we present uh, formal consultation options uh, to the community as part of the ten year plan, we're required by law to have a preferred option and one or more alternative options. Uh, so, you know, providing options shows the community what we're thinking. Um, but the whole point of the of the process is that we want to know what residents' views are and what's important to them. But um, yeah, it's certainly um, it's it's certainly not a not as not as much of a done deal as it may as it may look. And, and we'll take uh, community feedback into account, obviously, before we decide on uh, on our final budgets and the the first week of June as, as well as uh, any number of uh, reports that we've requested of staff and we'll come back to that deliberation meeting as well. Aaron, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about uh, the commitment the council is making through this process to taking uh, into account the voice of Māori, of Kaitahu. Tell us about the, how you're ensuring that's being done. So the, that is done uh, in a number of ways. I think at a, at a, at a basic level, uh, I think by, by having a stronger presence uh, and a, and a, of, of our local Māori identity in the consultation itself, um, what that tells people in our, 
in our city is that this is for them and, and they are a, a key part of this discussion and we want them involved at a more um, pragmatic level uh, as part of a, you know, we've had a series of roughly 30 events and we've gone out to talk to uh, communities, whether it's out at the um, you know, blue skin on the show or the various community boards around the city or at the farmer's market on Saturday and, and We've had staff and elected members at the library over the last couple of weeks just there for people to ask questions. Uh, we've had uh, targeted um, uh, input and feedback from uh, from uh, Mana Whenua, from our local Runaka. We had a, a, a hui with them over the weekend. Uh, and then this uh, Saturday at Aratiru Marae, our, uh, our urban Marae, uh, here in, in Otsupoti, Dunedin, uh, we're holding a, a workshop with uh, Matawaka Māori, which is basically um, people with whakapapa but not to this part of the country uh, and, and, and Aratiru is their base and so we'll be having that conversation with them um, uh, as well as that you know we've it's a, it's a process of gradual improvement but you know the outcomes that we are seeking to achieve I mean the last 10 year plan was the first time that we had you know, specific outcomes that we were trying to achieve uh, for Māori and Dunedin and, and that has been Built on and refined uh, this uh, this time around, and that's largely due to the uh, the effort that council have put in, both at a senior staff and elected member level, over the past decade, uh, to build those relationships where um, where particularly um, our mana were uh, representatives uh, involved early on uh, in in council's processes and, and in council's thinking, and I think that's really starting to to bear fruit at this point. How is the consultation period going so far? You've had an opportunity now, as you've mentioned, to be out and about in the community on a number of occasions, uh, but also I guess you'll have some sense uh, of the volume of submissions that are being made and how people are choosing to give you their feedback. Yeah, and and not surprisingly, um, the, the feedback we're getting is predominantly online. So we've had about 1,300 submissions received. And about a thousand, just over a thousand of those uh, are online, as opposed to, uh, to hard copy, um, hard copy forms uh, that people have have filled in and returned. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's good. There's no people often ask, you know, what is the ideal number? There's no magic number for the number of submissions you'll receive. Um, uh, but I, I, we would always welcome more. Uh, and I think I might have mentioned this on this program before. I, I don't want people to feel. Um, put off by the fact that I think they have to write an essay uh, to give us their feedback. It can be a, a short list of bullet points. It can be as simple as picking your preferred option on a bunch of the specific questions we're asking. As, as much as you have the, the time and the capacity for, we would welcome uh, that input um, closing, and that closes next Thursday at midday, not at 5pm, or it catches a few out, uh, midday on, on Thursday the 29th of April, um, Either, uh, either physically or uh, online through the future of us.nz. Aaron, I guess you and councillors and DCC staff have had a number of conversations already when you've been out uh, around this and encouraging the participation and the feedback here. Um, for those who have had a word in the ear of a councillor or yourself, what happens with that? I mean, have you been simply saying, great, thanks for your feedback, make sure you get your submission in, or are you making note of it and taking it ahead? Uh, yeah, very good question. So at, at, all of our, um, at all of our events that we've been running, we have staff there 
at taking notes. I mean, they are paraphrased versions of, of conversations that people have had, and at the same time, uh, they encourage people to formalise their feedback through a submission. But if they don't uh, take up take up that option, then uh, certainly there's at least a, um, a, an aggregated list of both the, the number of people who came and talked to us and, and the topics that were of interest to them. So at least at that at that high level, um, that feedback is certainly fit, is collected and summarised and, and will be presented as a report to council at our deliberations meeting. But you would still encourage, where possible, people to make a more formal submission? Yeah, that's certainly... And, and the rules are a little more relaxed than they used to be, so we can... Okay. For better or worse, um, accept uh, comments on uh, social media threads and, and the Dunedin City Council uh, Facebook page has had a number of uh, polls running and and, uh, and have asked for feedback on specific topics. And so all of those things now can be uh, can be included. Um, people can make uh, anonymous submissions. It's not required that you give your name and contact details because there are you know, plenty of valid reasons why people uh, wouldn't feel comfortable doing that so that's so that's also fine um, so yeah whether you're filling in the form and uh, in, in, in hard copy that arrives from your letterbox or filling in the boxes on the future of us.nz website or you've left a comment on uh, on a um, on a Facebook thread on the DCC Facebook page or had a chat to us at one of our uh, community meetings all of that uh, all of those things have equal Hearing, if you like, equal weight uh, and, are, uh, and are aggregated and, and presented to council. So whatever is easiest um, uh, for people to let us know what they are thinking, uh, we're interested in trying to make it as easy as possible for them. Just finally, Aaron, uh, remind us of the timeline here and what happens with all of that feedback in terms of decision-making. Yeah, so the, the submission close at midday next Thursday, the 29th of April, uh, and then staff will be collect- gathering those together and, 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 and aggregating those. Uh, people have the option, and this is one thing you can't do uh, as easily through having a chat to us or, or commenting on Facebook, but people have the option when they're giving formal submissions uh, as to whether or not they want to come and talk to us. And I'd always encourage people to take up that opportunity. We're not that scary, really. Uh, and, and you can have people get five minutes to come and chat about the things that matter to them. And for those hearings uh, are taking place over the week of the 10th to the 13th of May, and we can uh, slot you in as best we can at a time that suits you uh, over that week-long period. Uh, and then um, then all of those get fed into the, the meeting that's held on the um, in the first week of June where we make final decisions on, on the budget before it is you know, formally um, ticked off on the 30th of June. So the 29th of April is the deadline for giving feedback. Hearings are on the week of the 10th to the 13th of May and I encourage people to take up that opportunity uh, and then we make our decision uh, by the 4th of June this year. Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, want to thank you so much for taking some time to, to I guess, demystify and explain the process for us. It's really important uh, for our listeners, I'm sure, to know what happens with the feedback that they give in. And uh, we do encourage you all to have your say. Um, Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, look forward to catching up with you further down the track. Uh, kia ora. Good idea.
Dunedin, Totato Eke Fakomori, the future of us. The Dunedin City Council is putting together Otepote's 10-year plan. They want to know what you think the focus should be. Councillors are going to be out and about to talk with you. Find out when and where at thefutureofus.nz. You can give your feedback there too, or share your ideas at your local library or the DCC Civic Centre. There are forms there, or write to the council. Address it to 10-year plan. Help shape our city for the future. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.